Welcome to Plain Talk. Plain Talk has a new podcast every two weeks with up-to-date information about aviation technologies for general and business aviation. From home to cockpit to boardroom to personal tech, Plain Talk provides informative information for pilots, industry insiders, and aviation enthusiasts alike. My name is Phil Lightstone. I'm a general aviation pilot with over 1,900 hours in my logbook, flying almost every week with over 30 years experience in the technology and aviation industries. Well, I would like to welcome uh, Dax Wilkinson into uh, the Plane Talk cockpit. Dax is the founder of an organization called uh, Red Canoe Brands uh, with their head office here in, in Toronto. Dax, welcome to uh, the Plane Talk cockpit. Thank you, Phil. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for coming in and uh, paying us a visit uh, out here in the junction. I, I might say you have a very cool uh, uh, store and office, and I'm sure the factory must be really nifty. Yeah, well, we, we've been out here for about five years, and uh, so we'll be here forever, I hope. <laughs> it's, it's a great spot, and the junction is kind of an up-and-coming area here in Toronto, and uh, so it's 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 made a lot of sense for us. I really like and I live upstairs, which is the no other bonus kidding. of the uh, of the operation. Yes. <laughs> wow. So you don't have to deal with pesky traffic and that nasty hour commute. Uh, that's right. That's right. My only well, my my favorite commute is is from here down to the island airport. Pick up the one eighty two. Yeah. So Dax, you were mentioning you fly a one eighty two Anfit. That's right. I uh, I guess I got my PPL back in around oh six. The goal was to get into to flying an amphib, because one of my important missions is to get up to our bush camp in, in northern Ontario. I'm originally from Sudbury, and, and we've got a family place up there that uh, we've had since 74 that's really quite unique. So the, the perfect machine was an amphib to uh, be able to land on the runway at YTZ and uh, be able to get up there, as well as to get around and, and, and visit as many customers all around uh, the country and North America as possible. And I understand you've had some great experiences flying up to Canada's uh, Great White North. I, I have. We've done a, a, a few uh, really fun missions. Um, and I learned a lot on, on a bunch of those trips, but, but uh, my longest one was up to uh, and ended up at Kugluktuk on the Beaufort Sea uh, I think it was about 17 hours of flying from Toronto to Yellowknife wow. and then uh, added up a little more. And we did the, flew to, from Toronto to, to Sault Ste. Marie after work one evening and then uh, we flew from Sault Ste. Marie to Yellowknife the next day. Wow. And because it was summertime, of course, we, had, we landed at about 11 p.m. or something because uh, it was still light. We went straight to the pub in, in Yellowknife and um, I remember sitting down there and it felt like the walls were slowly moving behind me like you were looking out the windows of the airplane still. But uh, anyway, that was a great adventure. And then the other big one was to go and tour Newfoundland. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. We got to land on some of the lakes on the northern peninsula and uh, as well as get to Fogo Island and St. John's. Yeah, so uh, lots of fun adventures, and uh, you know, we, we, we hopefully we'll 
continue to make more time to uh, to keep at it. Well, you must uh, have uh, some very interesting fishing stories with being able to pop into any lake that you want, set the 182 down, pull out the rod. Yeah, it's, you know, you really do need a boat. It's tough fishing off the float, but other people would probably disagree with me. But so I'm, I'm working on, on uh, figuring out how the airplane will handle a folding boat now. And, and I've got a little one horse, um, super light little outboard engine that goes on the back of it. So far, we've been able to land in little lakes where there's little boats um, cached. We've been able to fish uh, a, a little bit, but the, uh, at our bush camp in the North Channel of Lake Huron, the fishing is actually really good. So we get a bit spoiled there and uh, have a spot where we can go out and, and get nice pickerel and bass and pike virtually every day. So <laughs> One of my favorite uh, spots is to hop into uh, to Killarney and Herbert's fish. Uh, right. which I understand they, they catch the, the fish that morning or the day before. It's absolutely fresh, not frozen, and completely uh, uh, delicious. Right, right, and you can land at the airport in Killarney. I, it's a lot of fun to uh, land uh, in the channel there, and, uh, and with the amphib you can roll up the ramp and park it in front of the, the uh, mountain lodge there. Must be an idyllic picture. Yeah, I've taken lots of those pictures. And then you can also uh, pull up uh, in front of the LCBO, which has a nice gas dock. And we're not saying talking about drinking and flying. <laughs> yeah, uh, so if you're on straight floats, you can, you can land in the harbor there, and, and the uh, LCBO dock yeah. is right next to Herbert's. So I uh, met a friend this summer there, and uh, I thought, oh, that was pretty cool. This was a regular routine for him. Pulls up stocks up on Molson X, takes it back to the fishing camp. <laughs> That's right. Have some takeout fish and chips, bring it back for the boys. <laughs> so what's the biggest fish you've caught? Hey, the biggest fish I caught, well, I, I you know, we... This big. Yeah, you can't even, <laughs> I can't even hold my arms out like that. No, we caught some big trout when we were up in the Northwest Territories. But really it's... Uh, it's the quality over the quantity I'm always going for. You know, it's the it's the perfect sized uh, speckled trout um, or walleye uh, that we catch up in in the, the North Channel. So you mentioned that you got your PPL in 2006. How did you catch the flying bug? Well, I I grew up uh, in in Sudbury in northern Ontario, and um, of course up there. Uh, uh, a lot of our friends happened to live on lakes and would have a float plane at their dock in front of their house. So we got to fly around with friends quite a lot when we were kids. And um, uh, and then at our bush camp, uh, people would pop in with their float planes regularly. And um, so I would always, you know, be keen to get into the right seat and 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 get my hands on the yoke and and uh, you know from the time I was probably five or six years old and then my family moved to Toronto uh, when I was about 16 and so the the access to our bush camp was was quite limited because at that time it was probably you know close to a seven-hour drive to yikes. get up there yikes so the 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 dream started to take shape you know after I was finished school and I 
was determined to be an entrepreneur and uh, being able to spend time up north and you know there's there's all the inspiration for this product line and this company kind of grew from that idea. Um, friends had a beautiful De Havilland Beaver. I remember thinking, wow, this is, this is like Canada's Harley Davidson. Yeah. This is a very unique company and, and a unique thing that I know that people are so passionate about. So I should try to figure out a way to make some product around this great old idea and the, the imagery and, and the, the lifestyle that I thought was very unique to to Canada in a way. I mean, of course, they're everywhere, but in Northern Ontario, you, I, we would when we were kids, we'd always be able to identify the aircraft by the sound of the engine, and of course, the Beaver is an easy one. So that's how uh, how it all came about. I mean, it's, it's you kind of need to have a mission, and and part of this mission was to be able to continue to be inspired by the Northern Ontario lifestyle and all those things, but also to create a company around that. So I had lots of motivation. When was uh, Red Canoe founded? Uh, in 2002. So we'll be our, yeah, this February will be our 20th anniversary. So that's going to be a, a big one to mark. I understand the canoe. And I, I suppose I've always uh, thought of birch bark canoes and, and the old red canoes. Was it just that inspiration of Canada red canoes? Yeah, the, um, if you see our little icon, is a red canoe coming towards you. That little, it kind of looks like a shield, but it's actually the, you know, a canoe in, in three dimensions coming towards you. So I, I like the idea of that, <coughs> that little symbol and, and as well that the, yeah, a red canoe brings you to this, you know, the, the imagery that comes up and the kind of, you know, utility, adventure, classic, outdoors, all these, all these pictures come to mind when, when I think about a red canoe. And so uh, I thought that that would be uh, an appropriate brand name for for what we were doing, because we were also, we have a collection of Canadiana product as well as our aviation heritage product. 20 years ago, what was the first product? The first product, I developed a little collection of headwear and t-shirts, and we had the old uh, Norseman logos and the de Havilland aircraft, the kind of you know, gray, blue, and yellow round De Havilland Aircraft of Canada logo. And we uh, I put together some inventory, and my little brother and I drove up to Red Lake for the Norseman Festival. And we set up a little booth up there and had a wonderful weekend. It was just a blast. And managed to sell through a lot of product, as well as some uh, Austin Airways, um, of course, the Canada's oldest airline. that uh, had a base in Sudbury. And so I just thought that, well, all of these, again, old stories were, were things that, that northern aviation enthusiasts would, uh, would be interested in. And then uh, we dropped some samples off at the Bush Plain Museum in the Sioux on the way back and, and uh, started to open up some, 
some retail partners to start to sell to. So it so, was that was the start of it. So did it just organically, excuse the pun, take off? Products sold, so um, we were lucky. And then we started developing this, this vintage kind of Royal Canadian Air Force collection. And that icon turned out to be one that really crossed over into a gift product for not just aviation enthusiasts, but, but for anybody, especially, and you know, some visitor, visitors to Canada. And, and so we ended up getting into all the, into major airport retail. That as well as the CN Tower and, you know, we got in, these, these places move a lot of product. And so we were very lucky to, you know, to connect with, with some of the people that ran these organizations and, and uh, who, who got the idea and tried it out. And uh, luckily it worked. So, you know, the proof's in the pudding when, when you get something in a place like that and it, and it sells. It's a constant stream of new eyeballs going through those locations, like the major airports or the CN Tower, or the Smithsonian, yeah. as you mentioned. And then, yeah, we and then you know, we we continued to grow our network of retail partners in Canada, and you know got into the um, National Aviation and Space Museum, and basically all all of the museums and and, and high tourist traffic places in Canada. And we thought, well, we better keep growing this thing, so we. I worked and, and started uh, developing product uh, with the vintage Cessna and Beechcraft and Boeing and Lockheed and, you know, and then continued on um, NASA and uh, Bell helicopters. And so, and again, kind of a, an interesting niche and to me a, a business model that, um, that uh, made sense because it's very difficult to, to create products that aren't just easily copied. And, so uh, yeah, we were we were uh, lucky to to f find some good retail partners and and that the product kind of crossed over as a you know Canadiana slash aviation heritage and of course we all know aviation is so cool there was really nothing out there in the marketplace that um, that that had the kind of look and feel that that I thought it should have and I had been in the licensed product business uh, for about five years before I started Red Canoe. I, I see from your website that some of your products are proudly manufactured here in Canada. Yes, yeah, we, we've, uh, we've always done whatever we could to, to, to make here in Canada and, and we continue to do so. It's a balancing act as well where um, product is more expensive of course to produce but uh, it's great to have local suppliers who can react quickly the customers at the end of the day have been willing to to pay more for for what we're producing and and so we've managed to 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 stay in balance there and i suppose you had a a, a really good crystal ball covid 19 over the last 19 months global supply chain problems uh, your ability to to manufacture in in Canada, stock the shelves, have uh, some semblance of of uh, meeting uh, your customer uh, demands and appetites. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah, we that that we were again very lucky, although our customers didn't have many demands over the last 19 months. But uh, well, it's actually come roaring back in the in the last about five months. So that's been great. 
But uh, 2019, you know, of course, everybody was flying high, and uh, business was at its at its high point, and um, we were long on inventory uh, when COVID struck, and everything shut down. So we've been able to, you know, again, keep the balance and uh, be able to work with the longer lead times. Uh, for the products that we do develop offshore. So we, we, we've been lucky there. Uh, but we'll, it's yet to be seen how, if everything will, will return to completely normal uh, as far as supply chains go. But uh, so far, so good. Let's hope so. I mean, uh, we are a consumer-driven economy, and certainly a lot of our behavior is ingrained around, especially with Amazon changing buyer behavior, buyer expectations, immediate gratification. I can have have it uh, on my doorstep in less than 24 hours and never, never leave my, uh, my den. Well, and uh, I think people will always, um, you know, they're going to visit aviation museums and they're going to uh, travel. And, you know, and hopefully we can continue to grow the the legions of, of new pilots out there and private pilots and keep people excited about flying. And so that was part of it uh, as well, you know, was to come up with these products that, that would excite people about flying and, and allow them to, you know, tell their story. Um, if they're wearing a Cessna hat or something around, you know, or they're going to flying school or they're, you know, and people go, oh, well, you, you know, what, are you into flying? Or, you know, so I, uh, if people continue to be excited about flying, then um, I think we'll, we'll continue to be able to sell products. And, of course, online retailing has become very important for us uh, as well as, as, as the wholesale business. Uh, but yeah, I, you're not going to keep me cooped up in the house. You know, I'm going to get out there and. I can I can personally attest. My favorite uh, stores are Pilot Shops, Banyan, in uh, Fort Lauderdale comes to mind. Always spend uh, you know at least an hour in the in the store inside uh, an aerospace museum to see all the kind of cool stuff that they they have and what I would like. You know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, myself personally, I enjoy collecting patches. Right, a bajillion oh. patches in my collection. I'll have to show you my little my little collection here before you go. <laughs> but uh, that's been a fun thing too. It's I've had this great excuse to to visit aviation museums uh, all around the world, and um, and we've managed to to be able to sell our products to to a lot of them. But it's also fun. Uh, that's a great way to, to get inspiration for new products. And I take it you go Air Dax to the museums? Well, sometimes. I haven't, I, I, you know, going to Seattle, I haven't done that one yet. That's a long, long run. But, you know, the museum flight or like these, there's, there's some great, great museums out there that have, you know, developing the Boeing uh, collection. You know, they've got everything out there. You know, going to the uh, Kennedy Space Center and you know touring there, and, and uh, you know they, the the artifacts that they have in all these places are really um, inspirational, and so we we get a lot of ideas from that. So, what's on uh, what's on the horizon for uh, Red Canoe? Well, you know, we're just going to continue 
you know, growing our network of, of retail partners around the world. We hope to be in, in every major and maybe not even so major aviation museum in the world. We've been developing a, a lot of product for the UK market. Um, we haven't cracked, uh, you know, the RAF museums and, you know, the, there's a lot of great, great museums over there. So we're developing more product to get in there. At the same time, I've been, to piggyback on that, I've developed a whole um, uh, Land Rover heritage product line. So a little bit away from aviation, but at the same time, you know, they, they provided vehicles for the Royal Air Force and different things like that. So it's uh, just, again, another kind of iconic lifestyle kind of brand that, uh, anyway, I just uh, see a lot of potential in, in that market and beyond. So probably a lot more travel. We've been a little cooped up over COVID and uh, so time to get out there and um, f find some new inspiration and find some, you know, some great new customers and, uh, and keep growing. Awesome. So Dax, any final words for the Plain Talk audience? Wow. Well, I, um, I, we're, we're looking forward to uh, kind of getting back to normal and having a great, great holiday season here. A lot of people are kind of getting thin on inventory uh, because of, again, supply chain issues and, and, and all of that. We encourage everyone to, to pay us a visit, see the new products. We've got, you know, like um, all kinds of great new uh, things that we've come out with in the last year that haven't, we didn't even produce a catalog last year, so the, the stuff's a little bit under the radar. I, I encourage everyone to, you know, be adventurous and, uh, and, and, and keep flying and keep pushing their limits and, and, and learning more. I think that's been the really fun part for me uh, over this time. And, you know, every time you get out, you learn something else. And uh, so I hope that everybody stays excited and, and, uh, and gets lots of uh, hours up in the sky. Oh, absolutely. Well, Dax, thank you so much for uh, being in the Plane Talk uh, cockpit. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Phil. It was fun. You can find Red Canoe products at www.redcanoebrands.com or at your favorite pilot shops and aviation museums or at their two fixed base retail operations in Toronto's historic distillery district and Toronto Junction. Thanks for listening to this episode of Plane Talk. If you have any ideas for a future Plane Talk episode, please go to the Contact Us page at plaintalk.ca and send in your idea. Don't forget to like us at plaintalk.ca, our Facebook and LinkedIn pages, and this podcast. And never stop living the dream.